What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working the mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy, buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Ms. Christina Furnival, who is from Real Life Mama. And she and I have been like becoming besties on the gram. So uh, I'm so excited that she's here with us. Thank you, for Christina, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, um, Christina, tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into blogging and being, I I think we should call you a social media influencer, but blogging and and helping (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I appreciate that. I don't know that I qualify by any means as an influencer, but my, my hope with my Instagram and social media presence is to support moms to know that they're not alone through all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the ugly. The authentic motherhood. Um, I think you know as well as I do how much um, is curated and falsified and put through filters online. So my goal is to erase all of that and just show motherhood as it is. And how I got started was um, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. And um, before I had my children, I worked with children and families. And I was a parent educator, a behavioral specialist, and parent coach. Um, And I also saw children for anxiety, depression, ADHD, adjustment disorders, whatever they needed, um, I could help them. Mm -hmm. And then when I became a mom, I decided to stay at home. And so for a couple years, I was full-time momming. And um, my initial shift into motherhood was really rough, really tough. Um, I did not take very naturally to motherhood like I thought that I would. And I went through postpartum depression and anxiety where I had intrusive thoughts of vivid, terrible things happening to my child, to me. Um, I was apathetic and I felt like the energy and, I don't know, passion for life that I had before just was totally muted. And I just didn't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And after many months of trying to help myself, you know, use my own tools that I should know what to do. Um, I ended up seeing a therapist and that was really helpful as well. And so I started writing my blog for two reasons. And one was to help other people since I wasn't providing therapy anymore to, I wanted to write about topics that moms could relate to that had a lens of therapy um, coming at it from my point of view as a mental health therapist. 
And then the other part was to give myself an outlet again, to give myself mm -hmm. back that professional side of myself that I felt like I had lost when I had my kids. And so Real Life Mama now is two years old. And um, I've got my Instagram accounts associated with that. And um, just really, what's really cool is it's grown a lot. And I know that it's in several countries, including the US, the UK, Australia. Um, I have friends in Poland that are reading it. When I go on my analytics, it's really cool to see just how far it's spread. And um, yeah, so with uh, my Instagram accounts, that's where I came across you. And I love all the work that you're doing and how much you're supporting moms in a similar way. You really want moms to feel centered in life and to feel like they can't, you know, they don't have to lean in too far to work or to motherhood. They can find that balance. Mm -hmm. So I've really yeah. enjoyed getting to meet you in the process. Yeah, no, likewise. And I, I think, you know, what you said about you going through your own experience is so true for me too, where it's like your biggest struggle becomes someone else's survival guide. That's a, I, that's a botched Brene Brown quote. <laughs> sure she says it much more eloquently. Um, the, the things that you teach, the things that you dive into, the things that you learn about the most, usually things you're most interested in are the things that you had a hard time with yourself. And I, I always think it's interesting because the people who I connect with in this work are a lot of times people who professionally felt like they should have known what to do themselves when right. they became moms. And I think it's just so true that universally that just because you have the book knowledge doesn't mean that then you are like physically fit, mentally fit <laughs> to do the to do the work. Like that just takes like going through the struggle a lot, you mm -hmm. know, and and like being in the trenches yourself in order to to learn all of those parts and pieces. So um yeah. Exactly. I always tell people as a pediatrician, I, I never want to slam my colleagues that don't have kids, but it's like, you know, the day I became a mom, I became a much better pediatrician because I got it. <laughs> You know, I, I, oh, I, I know that so much. I mean, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. I think there was a delay. We'll cut that out. Go ahead. You can just start with like, I know that so much. I, I know that so much. And, you know, I just said that before I had kids, I was a parent coach and a parent educator. And I, I honestly, I reflect and I can't believe I was hired for the job. And I mean, I must have done obviously what was based in evidence and science and what was recommended via the curriculums and protocols, but I could never have understood with with true empathy what pain points those parents were going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the difference for me was because my daughter had so, so much anxiety and like such a difficult to, to tease out diagnosis you know we weren't sure is it, is it like autism does she have an anxiety disorder is it all sensory processing but she didn't fit neatly inside a box mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing that happens like before you have your kids it's like everything kind of fits pretty well in parenting into a box and then you, <laughs> you you know into a chapter into a paragraph and then you and then you you have your own kids and you're like oh wait they went off script what are you doing you're not supposed to go off script <laughs> right know? oh my gosh yes so much yeah so today we are chatting about a topic that I'm really excited that we're getting into. The past couple episodes we've done have been like um, 
cool. We did one on intrusive thoughts, um, oh, which is, is I think going to be really powerful for people. And today we're talking about mom rage. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I mean, mom rage all over Instagram. Yeah. It's everywhere right now. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not happy to see it cause I'm sorry that we're all going through it, but I'm happy to see that's being spoken about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those who have not been spending all day and all night scrolling through Instagram, like you and I do, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what, what is mom rage? Can we, let's define it first so that people have a clear understanding. And I don't think there's like a Webster's dictionary, like you're not going to find it, you know, there, but what's your like common understanding that we can all work with as we're having this discussion? I think colloquially, you'll hear a lot of moms and myself included saying like, I lost my cool. I think that's um, mm -hmm. kind of starts to touch on what's going on. And then if we really dig deeper, it's where you have kind of an uncontrollable and out of character rage or fury that overcomes you. And mm -hmm. there's at least for me, there's a part of my brain that's like, whoa, chill out. Like, this is not mm -hmm. a big deal. And then mm -hmm. the other part of my brain is like, I don't care what you're saying. And I've taken over. And then yes. you just lose it. Yes. Because it is weird when you get into that rage zone. I don't know if this is true for you, but I feel like I'm like watching myself in a movie. Yes. It's like the Incredible Hulk has like ripped <laughs> off its clothes. But like you said, I don't even care. I'm like, right. yep, I'm here. I, I'm showing up and I don't even care what's right. I can tell it's not right what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I feel fully justified. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's spot on for how I feel and for how a lot of other moms that I've spoken to about it feel. It's it's almost like your anger and your rage are a voice for all the stuff maybe you haven't brought up or all the things yeah. that you've buried. And they're like, we need to say something. This is unfair. This is unjust. Or we're worn out and you guys need to listen. And it just mm -hmm. bubbles and it just overflows. Yeah. Okay. So why do we have so much mom rage? And I guess my question too is like, do we have more mom rage than our moms had? Or is it just that they're better at hiding it? Or do we have different expectations for motherhood than they had? I, I do think our generation of moms has it harder in some ways. I think mm -hmm. not to bash on our moms and our grandmothers and so on and so on, but they didn't know as much about social emotional health. So they didn't yeah. have to try as hard to make sure that they were creating these perfect little beings into these perfect grown adults. Now, obviously, they didn't want you hitting people. They didn't want you cursing. They wanted you home at dark. But like mm -hmm. the standards just weren't as detailed, I feel like, as they are now. And with knowledge comes power. And then it also comes like the challenge of now we're having to uphold ourselves and our children to X, Y, Z, and Z standards that are maybe unrealistic, unpractical. Um, and I think we also now live in a world of social media where we see all these other perfect families and our children aren't sleeping or our children aren't eating their gourmet home-cooked meals or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And so then we start to judge ourselves, we judge our children, and I feel like it all just piles on. And then just mom rage in general, like I remember my mom yelling. So she probably, if I was to ask her, probably was like, oh yeah, you know, um, and I don't think they would have felt as guilty about it. And maybe that's, no. 
um, part of what helped them too. Because when we tap guilt on top of all the other feelings that we're feeling, it prolongs our sensation of feeling like a failure or a bad mom or depressive symptoms. It makes things stronger and last longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in today's society, if you see a mom at the park or at the grocery store or whatever, and she's like, ah, you know, at her kids, (laughs) people are like stopping and looking like what's going on. But I feel like in 1950, if someone was to be, for example, in a grocery store and their kid acted out and they said, you are getting a spanking when you get home, that would be totally typical. Absolutely. No one would bat an eye. No. So yeah, yeah, I think it's different in terms of that. But the other thing that I wonder about, and we'll just like, let me just get nitty gritty into my own life here is that, you know, I think part of mom rage for me too, comes in when I feel resentful towards my kids and like all the things I'm doing for them or in our household, but then also toward my partner, toward my husband. And I think that when, when we've done couples therapy, we talk about that all the time on the show that we, we go to couples therapy because it really helps us that our couples therapist has been like, Whitney, I'm so happy to see you have anger because I actually think that the anger is like a good sign that you like are showing up for yourself a bit and kind of being that like fierce, like Beyonce esque mm-hmm. version of yourself. <laughs> She's like, and I think that if you're able to like harness that anger into how can I then just like show up for myself on a more consistent basis, right? As opposed to be, having to be this like anger, you know, then that will be more useful to you. Absolutely. You know, as opposed to feeling more like guilty all the time or conflicted all the time or stressed all the time that maybe I'm doing something wrong. Cause otherwise, why would I feel so mad? Like, like validating for myself, like, yeah, of course you feel angry when you asked him to vacuum and you did all the other chores and then you came home and then there was no vacuuming done. Right. That makes total sense. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like anyone would be mad at that. You know what I mean? But then I have a choice, like, to either say it then, like, you know, that made me feel really angry that you didn't vacuum when mm-hmm. you said you would, you know, because the babysitter's coming in, like, an hour, and I'd love our house not to look like a pigsty. Right. Um, or to stuff it down and not say anything, and then, like, it keeps on happening, and then at some point, I'm, like, losing it completely in the, the valve bursts. It's right. like all the steam comes out, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you think about any any mom, all the pressures that we have. Like you said, the like you're the default parent, right? So even if you have an amazing partner, the likelihood is if you're the mother, more falls on you. And mm-hmm. so you have the mental load of all the things and then the actual actions of needing to do all those things. You have high stress of just life and finances and work and whatever else. And then maybe let's imagine you also have postpartum depression and anxiety. And so mm-hmm. you, your resources, your internal resources are low. And so your tolerance, that window of tolerance for something hard or challenging is tiny. So yeah. it makes sense that all that stuff builds up and then something small happens. 
and you lose it. Well, and then you tap on the pandemic and social and yeah. civil injustices and like all the things we're going through right now, all the traumas that are happening and that we're carrying mm -hmm. and feeling. And it, it makes total sense for all of us that we're not keeping it together all the time. Yeah. I think that's why too, like therapy is so great for people. I think like the support of having other moms is so powerful for, for people. I mean, I know for me, when I see those Instagram posts about mom rage, that that somehow is like a little mini therapy, right? It's like you see it, you're like, oh, okay, cool, great. Someone said it. I think I'm kind of like nodding in agreement with it. Okay, cool. Got that off my chest. You know? Right. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> right. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Um, and yeah, I also agree just about your reserve. So my, my daughter, she's on medication. She takes... Um, an anti-anxiety medication. And when she misses a pill or refuses to take a pill or whatever, and we get off, mm -hmm. she's just like out of control with anxiety, right? She can't handle anything. So even the awesome. tiniest little thing sets her off. Mm -hmm. But when we're able to like lower her threshold, it's like a kid with a seizure disorder when we're able to like lower her threshold for having those outbursts or for having that fragility then um I just see her being able to handle kind of the stressors that come her way more with more grace and um that's definitely helped me to see like for her obviously that it's not her fault right it's mm -hmm. something we have to address but it's not her fault but that's the way she's wired and that for me too when that comes up like it's not my fault it's just it's my responsibility how I act but it's data mm -hmm. right. it's totally data it's information and um like you were saying with your therapist and how she's she discussed how you can channel your anger or bring it up more assertively in more effective ways mm -hmm. throughout the course of the day instead of bottling it up anger is information what is it telling you obviously it's telling you something's wrong and we need to address mm -hmm. maybe you know in my case i my trigger i have several <laughs> um <laughs> one of them is feeling ignored if i feel like i'm unheard or just blatantly ignored i'm like how dare you you know yeah. <laughs> i am your mother and you yeah. listen to me i'm like my monster voice comes out and so i'm like okay if i'm feeling unheard what can i do preventatively and i know that if i go the easy daily route of calling a kid from across the house or mm. yelling at them while they're watching TV five more minutes and then it's dinner, they're not going to listen to me. And I'm choosing to pick an easier moment there for a harder moment later. And that's yes. not good. So I need to say, okay, I'm going to walk across the house and go get eye to eye with my child and make them repeat back to me what I said. So I know that they heard what I said. And then yeah. there's a higher likelihood that what I'm asking of them is going to get done. Now, it doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect, but no. you know, I, okay, what's my anger telling me and what can I do about it? Yes, this is, I hope, okay. I want her to like repeat it because you guys, that, <laughs> that's so powerful. That, that is the crux of it, right? Um, choosing to do the thing that is kind of going to be the more like intentional version the more compassionately assertive version, either with your partner or with your kids mm -hmm. earlier so that you don't have to be like rage monster later. Um, and I guess what I would double down on is like 
creating systems for your life that allow you to have the bandwidth so you can do that. Absolutely. I was, I was talking to a mom the other day and she was saying she, when she shops for her kids for toys, she chooses the specific toy store because she knows that they have clean products, no toxins, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Whereas when she goes to maybe a big box store, she questions all the things and then she needs to do research. And then she is nervous that maybe she still missed something. And so she's intentional in that choice to lower her anxiety and stress level for the simple act of buying toys, but it's, it's mindful and intentional and it helps her out. It is time to run, not walk to your bookstore or have your fingers do whatever is the equivalent of running to the Amazon store, to online to purchase our new book. It's called the working mom blueprint, winning at parenting without losing yourself. It is a labor of love. I'm so excited to deliver this book baby to you and to help you really feel like you are winning at parenting without losing yourself, mama. If you want to also check it out at the library, it's there, borrow it from a friend. However, I just want you to get this solid information so you can start thriving, not just surviving in motherhood. That's why I don't go to Target with my kids. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't bring them either. <laughs> yeah. like, that's mommy's special time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, no, because we would go and um, that is a place I get super ragey because we go and of course my kids want every single thing there. It's like a candy shop for adults and for kids. Right. So, I mean, I can relate. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Like I can hardly control myself in the like Magnolia, whatever section. Oh, gosh, you know? <laughs> yes. yeah. So, um, I know my kids can't, and then they get all entitled like, well, <laughs> they obviously learned some negotiation skills from me. So they go, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, here's the deal. I get <laughs> I get ten dollars worth of toys, or I can get two the five dollar toys, you know. And then I start to get all irritated inside. And if I never brought them, we wouldn't have had the issue in the first right. place. Right. Yeah. Um, are there other tips and tricks that you found for decreasing the possibility of mom rage, or what to do when you feel that rage come on? Yes. Yeah, so in the moment is obviously the hardest. And Mm -hmm. part of that is because we are wired, and you know this, we're wired to respond to what we perceive as a threat by becoming, entering that fight or flight mode. And in the case of mom rage, it's a fight mode, which is not ideal against our children or loved ones. (laughs) Um, And so we're wired that way. And the more we do it, the more those pathways get stronger. And so in the moment, interrupting that is really, really, really hard. It's like a light switch, you know? And so it's like trying to find that dimmer zone and then interrupting it so that it doesn't go all the way on. But it is possible. It doesn't feel like it is, but it is. Because like you and I said, we know that other voice is in there too, saying, what is happening? Don't mm-hmm. do that. That's not <laughs> what you should, you shouldn't use that word or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you can take a pause, take a break, or recognize that, you know what, I want, I think we're taught, or we're under this impression that we need to respond to every issue that needs discipline in that moment, that if we miss that moment, then they weren't going to learn the discipline story. Well, I would rather, and this is 
obviously speaking off the cuff, I would rather my children not learn a discipline moment than me become rageful at them. Oh right? yeah, me too. Yes, exactly. Like, like be, being okay with that of like the most important thing that actually that matters in this moment is my relationship with my kids. Yes, 100%. Yes. So if you can pause or stop, go outside, take a sip of cold water, like ground yourself somehow. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one of the things I do is I kind of, I, and I've been trying this recently because I'm like, I need to stop being so rageful. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of like, not pound, but like put my fist to my head and be like, oh, and just like, that's kind of enough. I think, mm -hmm. like you said, the pressure cooker to release a tiny bit of steam mm -hmm. and take a pause before I react. And if I can, I get a deep breath in there and just those couple seconds kind of short circuit that anger pathway that your brain is wanting to do. So that mm -hmm. can be really helpful. Now, obviously, depending on your kid, your home situation, the supports you have, a pause isn't always possible. Um, mm -hmm. I know that my kids like to follow me when I ask for space. You know, yes. I'm like, mommy needs a break. And they're like, uh-huh, whatever. Um, my husband described it. He's like, children are either birds or flies. They're either flying around, cooing, making lovely songs, and you're in awe of them. Or they're like, zzz, 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 yes. and you're just like, I'm going to swat you away. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> And, and yeah, it, so sometimes a pause isn't as possible, but if you, the more you can do it, the better you get at it in, in that moment. Mm -hmm. What's helpful for you in the moment? You know, the most helpful thing for me is narrating. So I mm. will narrate to my kids, like how I'm feeling. Um, I mean, and I learned that's the most like for my oldest, but, but it works really well. So because she'll pester, she'll be like, if I tell her, no, we can't go get that ice cream. Then she'll be like, or screen time, screen time is a good example. She's like, I really need screen time. Well, no, I'll think about it. We're talking about when you call me. She goes, no, I want to know now. I go, okay, fine. You want to know? I, but I know what's coming when I say no right then. <laughs> so I go, mm -hmm. you know, okay, fine. If you want an answer now, the answer is no. And then, right? Like, so I'm starting to feel angry inside my body and frustrated because I don't want to create animosity between us. I, I, I want, I have to set a limit for you. It's my job to be, to be, um, you know, protecting you and your brain. But man, when you scream at me, I'm starting to feel angry inside myself. And, you know, she'll keep talking to me. So I'm just going to be quiet. Then she'll keep going. And I go, I'm starting to feel so much anger bubble up inside of me. I don't want to say or do anything that's going to hurt you or me. So I'm just going to be quiet to protect us. <laughs> and usually that That's does it right. because, yeah, you know, cause then she's like, Oh, you know, and I'm not taking a threat. <laughs> like I'm going to hit you more just like, you know, seriously, like I, I know I will say something that will hurt your feelings. I know I will, because I'll say something right. that's like, you're so ungrateful or like, I give you everything. Why won't you just like accept the limit that I set for you? Or we've been through this, mm -hmm. you know, you're almost eight. Why won't you just like take the limit that I gave? You got to grow up, right? All those like not mean, mean things, but kind of mean, you know? So um, um, yeah, just not, not ideal things. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. So um, yeah, narr narrating is probably my biggest, my biggest strategy that I use my my go-to strategy and I do that with my husband too I do that with my kids and with my husband a very much like I just want to let you know that I'm starting to feel really frustrated and annoyed and 
<laughs> I love that. I love that so much because it, it's on two parts for your children. It's modeling to them what you're hoping that they will be able to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Is first of all, recognize their emotions and then process them in an appropriate way. So that like five points for you. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, and then, this, <laughs> and then the second one is just that it actually is diffusing the situation. I did a similar thing yesterday when I picked the kids up from school. We live in San Diego and like it was raining and I hadn't checked the weather because we don't normally need to check the weather. So I sent them to school, not in appropriate clothing for rain, which is fine. They stayed indoors all day. It wasn't fine when I came to pick them up because it's a long walk from pickup to the car. And my, my daughter was wanting to stomp in puddles in her normal shoes and normal clothes mm -hmm. and slap her feet with every step and walk really slowly. And I was like, you know, we need to go a little quicker because we're going to get really wet and then it's going to feel really gross when we're in the car. And I was completely, so ignored is the wrong term because that's me putting judgment on it. She didn't respond to me. Who knows where mm -hmm. she was in her head, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she didn't respond. I was like tugging both the kids along. We finally got into the car and then she, my daughter wouldn't sit down because her pants were wet and it felt gross. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> and so I finally got her to sit down, got them in the car, got myself in the car, and then turned around and was like, and just explained and narrated, I felt so frustrated that I was trying to help you to not have the situation that we're having right now. And I actually started to get emotional. I'm like, it really hurts my feelings. And it makes me feel like I'm a bad mom and I'm not able to help you avoid this situation. And mm -hmm. when she saw me get emotional, she got emotional and then, you know, said that I love you's and moved on. But it, it really does. It's that sort of approach. That's relationship building to, to manage that sort of anger. And the reality is under our anger is probably that hurt, vulnerable, disappointed, let down feeling. Totally. I mean, the, the feeling under my emotion when I mean, the feeling under my, my rage for, for both of my kids is probably fear, mm -hmm. right? Fear that somewhere down the line, someone's going to ask them to do something really important and they're not going to be able to do it because they have no self-control. Yes. You know, or fear that they're going to end up needing to go to like a wilderness camp for drug rehab because they're unable to handle their emotions and they're going to, you know, which would, that happens to people, right? That would not right. actually like not the end of the world, but, but you know, all these things that also that I see in my clinical practice, that mm -hmm. I see the heartache and the, the tears and the financial costs and all the things that come down the line. And yeah, most of the, most of the rage is fear with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, loneliness or not being seen with my partner mm -hmm. of feeling like you don't like have a respect for my needs right in this moment I know he does mm -hmm. generally speaking but you know actions speak louder than words right so when our our partners or our kids do things you're like oh there's your true self that's your true right. colors <laughs> you know yeah. that you're showing yeah and mine is similar with the fear factor is I need to know, or I need to feel confident that if I tell them to not do something for their safety, that they'll heed my warning. And I just feel like they hardly listen to anything that I'm like, oh my gosh, if you were running in the street and I yelled to you to stop, you wouldn't, you right. know? So it just, I put so much weight on smaller, insignificant things because of that bigger fear. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy is, and you know this, right, is like the opposite's actually true. 
if we're less like yelling at our kids every single moment and like screaming at them and raging with them over small things, then when there is a big thing, they actually will listen to us because they'll be like, oh, she means it this time. Mm-hmm. If we don't do it, well, if we do that constantly, then they're like, ah, oh, she's like crying wolf again. This is no big deal. Yep. Absolutely. So um, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hard. it's absolutely hard. Well, as we prepared for this, right? Let's be honest with people. I mean, you know, we're we're preparing and we're talking about how what we're gonna say, and we're like, "Ooh, do you have any tips?" Because I still struggle with this. <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, me too." Like, how do I? Um, I'm the therapist, and yet I have this like daily. So um. yeah, I, I I don't think it helps too that as moms, and especially as working moms you know, like I talk about all the time, like we're spread really thin and we are expected to kind of be perfectly show up at work, perfectly show up with our kids, look amazing, be a size zero, have perfect non-aging skin, right? be amazing in bed, like all, all the things, all the things. (laughs) And that it's, it's impossible. And I, I, I do think, even though I would never want to go back to, um, 1960, 1940, 1950, but at least the delineations were a little clearer on, um, on what you needed to do and what was expected. And I think with that, like sense of, I want there to be more for myself and for my family. And I want, I want to really be attuned to the bigger picture comes, um, yeah, more pressure to, to feel like we're doing it right. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you guys, I we would love to hear. We're gonna put um in the show notes, I'll put a link to a blog article that I um I wrote that's on mommy rage, and we'll put some links also to um Mindful Mamas Club, which um is my favorite app that has like dealing with rage, dealing with like guilt. So like so good they have exact whatever you need you look for it, it's there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um and I want you guys absolutely to check out Christina's blog can you tell them where to find you on the internet on on social yes, yes. all those places definitely so my website um currently is this is real life mama.com I'm having it reworked and um, overhauled right now. So I'm very excited. And in a month or so, it will be my name. So it'll be ChristinaFernival.com. And it's already rerouted. So if you just go start going to ChristinaFernival.com now, start, save it on your bookmarks, and then it'll have you going to the right place. Um, on Instagram, I am, my handle is This Is Real Life Mama. And I also, I have a children's book coming out in September. And so I just started a an Instagram account for that book. Um, my The children's series is called Capable Kiddos Books. And so that's the mm-hmm. Instagram handle. And then the book itself that is out in September is called A Not-So-Friendly Friend. And it is about how to set boundaries for healthy friendships. Ooh, that's awesome. Okay, what age group is it for? Uh, around four to 10. So I wrote the story for my daughter. And at the time she was three. And I couldn't even believe we were having like friendship issues then. But mm-hmm. it'll be valuable to any elementary age and older, although it's a rhyming story. So whoever wants to pay attention to a rhyming story, but um, four to 10. And it's, I think really valuable because it gives you hand like practical advice for what to do. And then at the back, there's questions for parents or teachers or counselors to read and discuss with the kiddos so that it can become a conversation about what is boundary and how to set them. 
at a young age. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So Christina, before we sign off, if you could sum it up into one message or one piece of support for mamas around mama rage, what would you, what would you tell your bestie when it comes to mama rage? I would say you are not alone and that the majority or a lot of moms experience it, that mothering really is that hard, especially now. And we have the ability to make the choices to change some of our habits to have a more positive impact and decrease the amount of times that we rage. And you're a good mom. You're a good mom no matter what. Awesome. That's beautiful. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Hey mama, if you want more of the Modern Mommy Dog podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Dog. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.